in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials on the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them touching suckers like the fucking players. It's the front page live from the Westgate. Make sure you download the Superbook uh, Race and Sportsbook app. Easiest way to bet on the games today, if you're not here at the Westgate, is through their app. And right now, when you sign up, put in 100 bucks, you will get $100. Now, we had the first four the last couple of nights. Last night, an excellent finish between Notre Dame and Rutgers. Notre Dame beat Rutgers 79-77 in double overtime. Here is my favorite part of that game and what we need more of in basketball. Notre Dame, at the end of the first overtime, tied the game up in the final seconds, and they did so without calling a timeout before the possession. And then, at the end of the second overtime period, in a tie game, they had the ball, shot clock off, they won the game, their game-winning basket came off of a play in which they did not call a timeout before. They didn't have one in the second overtime. Basketball is a phenomenal sport when it's allowed to be played. When, well, when coaches don't overthink the room when and there control are, everything. When there are timeouts, when there's a lot of fouling, and when there are reviews, it crushes the end of yeah. a basketball game. But what we saw at the end of both the second and uh, first overtimes last night was an phenomenally entertaining end of a game because there were there weren't stoppages i think there was one timeout with like 50 seconds left in one scenario there but there were no stoppages it was oh rutgers scored to take the lead here comes notre dame immediately within seconds is at the rim getting a shot oh rutgers scored we got a tie game notre dame immediately is at the rim getting yeah. an offensive rebound and winning and the winning game. the game on an offensive rebound we need to ban timeouts at the end of games, you cannot take one in the final. Just two, have let two your minutes. kids go. Yeah, you cannot take one. We we have to. It it is such a more entertaining sport when that happens. And credit to Mike Bray and Notre Dame for being competent enough to say, hey, we don't need to call a timeout for us to get a good shot. We can, our our players can actually do this in 12 seconds without us stopping the game and telling them what needs to happen. I I will reiterate my point that thank God the NCAA cares about kids. Because Notre Dame was a double overtime kid. They put these guys on a plane to go to the West the West Coast. The West Coast. And then they play like one of the early games in San Diego. I don't get that. At least they got a plane. Did you see the whole Colorado State yeah, situation yeah. where they didn't know their travel plans until like 12 hours yeah. before they were leaving to go to their first round game? Because the NCAA, they the NCAA handle, handles all travel for NCAA tournament But teams. that means that teams are just left waiting for the NCAA right. to tell them. And if the NCAA screws yeah, up. a lot of teams to get on planes. Yeah, you're waiting around, looking around. It Was it... Um, who, there was another team who they had to wait because the plane wasn't big enough for their traveling party. I can't remember. Oh, because you bring was. everybody. You bring yeah. boosters, cheerleaders, band. Everyone goes in the same plane. But somebody messed up and got them too small of a plane. I remember a few years, well, it's a few years now ago when San Diego State beat New Mexico State and Marvin. Marvin was a coach. And Fisher just ripped the NCAA afterwards because it was the late game. And it was like 11, you know, 11 p.m. local time after the interviews and the showers and everything. And they were putting Marvin's team on a plane. And Fisher's like, this is embarrassing. After got, losing. After losing. Yeah. You have kids on a plane at 11, 11.30 at night to go home. You can't put them up in a hotel one more day. Well, because, the, the, you know, the NCAA doesn't make anything off this tournament. So, <laughs> they, 
no, there is no. There's you no, don't have money for another no financial gain on the NCAA tournament for the NCAA. It's a scholarship fund. <laughs> exactly. Five, four, screen right by Kleba. Back to his left. Here's the double. Right to Dinwiddie for three. It's good. It's good. He did it again. Second consecutive game for Spencer Dinwiddie. This time with no time left on the clock. And the Mavericks have overcome a 14-point fourth quarter deficit to beat the Brooklyn Nets 113 to 111. And what a return to Brooklyn for Spencer Dinwiddie. Well, that was Spencer Dinwiddie's game winner yesterday. Uh, playing his old team, the Nets, beat him at the buzzer. Mavs got a 113-111 win. Um, Kevin Durant, by the way, 23 points, 8 of 20 shooting. Not the uh, greatest day for him. It was a home game for the Nets, so they didn't have Kyrie. And even though I guess it's still possible that New York City's mandate gets changed, we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs, and Kyrie Irving still can't play in home games. Is this team bad enough I mean, without Kyrie that they could lose the play-in games? I think they are because I mean, potentially they, they could have Toronto. To, they could have to go to Toronto where he couldn't play, and then if yeah. they win or if they lose, they'd have a home game against whoever wins the uh, nine the ten Charlotte Atlanta right now. And so there's a chance that they would have to play two play-in games without Kyrie Irving just to get in. Well, if they go to Toronto, he plays. No, he can't play. He, same, the Toronto's got a completely. Oh, different, he, okay. he cannot play in Toronto. Okay. He can't play in New York. They could be out before the real tournament starts. Right, and they. Again, Kyrie's been great in the last few games that he's played, but he doesn't get to play in all of them. So I'm curious if they are bad enough without Kyrie that they could lose those two games. Yep. How far can Dallas go? Likely they're going to be in the 4-5 matchup. Against Utah. Play in Utah. Um, Denver's right behind them in six, so Denver could jump in. I don't know if they could beat Phoenix down. in the second round. It's. Uh, I don't know if they could beat Phoenix in the second round. It feels, I think they can beat Utah. It feels like, A, we know Luka's really good, and it feels like Dallas has a decent team around him, but they're not – it's not good enough to actually do anything. Right. Right? Like, that's that's my kind of sense on the Dallas Mavericks. Is like, Luka's really good. That team's solid. But it's not really enough to win anything. And the Mavericks are going to have to do probably a lot more this offseason to actually put a team that can win a title around Luka. Luka which I want to see because – you know, Luca yeah, going on a run Luka. where exactly. he goes awesome. to the NBA Finals would be a yes. lot of fun to see. Um, so I am curious to see, A, how good they are this year, and then what they do into the future to see how good they could actually get. Can they – they've got Luca. They should be a team that can, hey, we can build to a title uh, contender, and I'm curious what they do to actually get there because I don't, I don't think they're there yet unless we – you know, unless I get proven wrong here in the postseason. K-Long told me a couple days ago, I, you got to get rid of this echo. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm drunk. Whatever. <laughs> the Celtics blew out the Warriors yesterday, 110-88. to But Steph Curry left that game, played just 14 minutes. He had a, what, foot soreness after Marcus Smart dove for a ball and rolled up Steph Curry a little bit. Uh, how big of a deal do you think that is? I mean, yeah, they, they they haven't they haven't uh, played well um, in the last month. But I I did I didn't like uh, I told you this before the show on the roll up. I thought he was just going for the ball. And Steve Kerr had a lot of words for him. Now after the game, Steve Kerr put his hand, arm around Marcus Smart, so maybe someone showed him the tape. But anytime Curry gets hurt, is not good for them. You I think thought you think Steve Kerr overreacted in the in the moment he did, and I think someone showed him the tape. I mean, it, the ball was loose, and Marcus Steph. Uh, dies for it. Marcus Smart comes in from behind him, 
and rolls up on him. I mean, they're both going for the ball. I think Steve Kerr completely overacted, and that's why I think at the end of the game he went up to him. I don't know if he apologized, but it certainly looked like he did because he put his arm around him. But, you know, anytime, anytime Curry goes down, Steve Kerr is holding his breath. I, yeah, I mean, I was almost going to say, I don't think Steve Kerr can actually overreact to a Steph Curry injury. <laughs> I think anything he does is going to be an underreaction because if Steph Curry's hurt, Warriors aren't in good shape. Hell, they weren't in good shape when Draymond Green was out. Yeah, when he was out. So we'll see how long Steph Curry's out, but that uh, not good sign for the Warriors, obviously. I mean, you would assume at this point that he is at least going to be back in time for the playoffs. But, like, you look at the West right now and the playoff standings, Warriors are in third. Like, they've gotten passed by the Grizzlies. They're a game back. Like, if they don't have Curry for the end of the regular season or even just a chunk of the end of the regular season, they're probably ending up in three. I doubt Utah catches them, but they're going to be going to Memphis most likely in the second round, round. which maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't, but not not the ideal scenario where they're going to have to win two road series to get back to the NBA Finals. I can't. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're proud of yourself. Yeah, Fox backs me. Wow. Well, and to be honest, to be honest, no, no, selection. that's enough. That's enough. Next question, please. I'm telling you, Australian oh, saying man. Fox is dangerous. Um, Von Miller. Good for Australian sports writers. Signing with the Buffalo Bills. Von Miller will be playing, or his contract will be six years, one hundred and twenty million dollars. Basically, the first three years of that is what's fully guaranteed there. So it's, uh, in essence, a three-year contract, and then we'll see what happens after that. He turns 33. I was going to say, he's 30, year. yeah, he's 32 years old. So six years at the position he plays, 38? Well, he turns 33 in like two weeks. Okay, so 39? Yeah, he'll be playing on 39 if he were to play this out. No, I think there's I don't no think chance he plays, he plays There's no chance he plays I think it'll be three I think three he plays years. it out through the guaranteed money. Right, I think it'll be three years, and then the Bills will probably be like, all right, you are 36 and not as good as you used to be. We are going to cut you, trade right. you, whatever the, whatever the best way to do. But you got your guaranteed money. Right. Um, is he still like good? Does he does he do enough for Buffalo that say yes that that's going to help the defense out enough and that's a team that can be a Super Bowl winner? Well, how much help do they need defensively? Well, that's I mean, a good point. It's fair. They're good defensively. I don't know if he helps them out to the. He makes them exponentially better. I think they're good to begin with. He's probably lost a little. I mean, he's you know again he's going to be thirty three years old. So I don't think he makes them worse. No, not at all. Are you surprised that the Broncos did not bring him back? Yeah. He had tweeted a couple of times about potentially well, going back to Denver, getting his old number back. Um, they ended up. How getting, much was the guarantee? He got getting twenty million. Uh, it was like fifty-five, sixty, I think, something like that. Why doesn't that seem a lot to me? It's not that much. I, I don't mean, think it's that much. If if you're getting a true, you know, number one, right? Uh, then that'd be great. But I don't know how good number one edge rusher. I don't know if he is still that. We'll see. He was he was good with the Rams, but it was also a stacked defense right. where. Being good with the, we saw that with what Corey Littleton. Yeah. yeah, when it's a stack defense, yeah, you can look a lot better than when you come over and now, oh, you're the best. You're supposed to be the best defender, not anymore. Another guy in the Rams that people had to worry about. Um, was that it? Uh, Eric Musselman thinks a good old-fashioned ass kicking tonight. Thinks playing in Buffalo is a road game. Musselman said, you know, it's interesting. We play in Buffalo. Vermont's a seven-hour drive or whatever. So it's kind of like a road game for us against Vermont, quite frankly. Does he think a seven-hour drive is close? That's longer than the crazy Wyoming fans had to drive to get to UNLV. Because I think their drive was six hours. And I'm not so sure the people from Laramie after that drive thought they were going to a home game. 
In fact, they were on UNLV's court, so they certainly didn't think it was a home <laughs> game. This, I mean, Musselman searching, searching for something. Right? For his, for his, I don't know, I mean, does that motivate your kids? Hey, you know, it's going to be a home game. you got to get ready. They're seven hours away. I think it's just coaches complaining. I think coaches yeah. just – I think they all have blocked out two hours a day to come up with things to complain about. Every single one of them and on he, their schedule. he does that. As good as he is and as good as he's been, oh. he would be in the leading category of that. I think there's a correlation between the more you complain, the better you are. I mean, the coach, the coach who complains the most in the Mountain West is Brian Dutcher. And, yeah, that's true. And they're late. And they're, they're always they're always the best good. team. They're so always good. I think there's a correlation between how much you complain <laughs> and how good you are. I think the more you complain, the better your team is somehow. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but I think that's accurate. So I, I, I literally think Eric Musselman just sat down and was like, what can I complain about? How did we get screwed in the most uh, least important way possible? And it's that, that Buffalo is closer to Vermont than it is to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and that he's worried. Like, is he is he genuinely he worried? Did he know this, or did someone have to tell him this? Oh, I'm sure he typed it in his phone. But oh, did you he, think so? Did he, does he genuinely think, like, Vermont fans are going to outnumber Arkansas fans? Like, is he worried that he's walking in I mean, he's in out there? of his mind in a lot of ways, so he probably does. And But, uh, I mean, he's, he's a great coach. He's a great coach, but he's paranoid, shirt-off guy. I mean, he's a little off center, so I I, I would think he's going to walk out there thinking, "Where's the Catamounts? Where are they? Where, where's the, Where's the uh, f- home base?" Like, is he afraid his team's going to get rattled? They played road games. <laughs> is Boy, he afraid that there's going to be like Arkansas from the SEC gets rattled right, against Vermont? There's going to be like two thousand Vermont fans yeah. that rattle his guys in Buffalo. Like, uh, he's just complaining to complain. The, again, it's just coaches like to complain. And somebody put a microphone in front of his face while he was talking about, "Well, Buffalo, <laughs> it's close to Vermont." And now we got that. All right, coming up next. Was there a big free agent signing in baseball yesterday? Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. We are at the Westgate NCAA tournament getting started less than an hour from the first game. Colorado State taking on Michigan at 915 we're out here until our show ends at 10 o'clock. Cofield and Company will be out here at 1 o'clock, a special early show from Cofield and Company because we will be carrying the nightcap of the NCAA tournament right here on ESPN Las Vegas starting at 4. If you want to hear games before that, turn over to our sister station, 1230 The Game. We Those will have uh, the action starting here at 9.15 a.m. with Colorado State and Michigan. But come on down and get your bets in. Uh, the line is, what are we looking at, 30, 40 people deep at the moment. So come on down, your last chance here to put some bets in before the first game of the tournament gets underway out here at the West uh, West Gate at the Superbook. Um, here's a question for you, Ed. Yes, they have big a good signing. Time. They have a good lineup. Big signing that's going to change the course of baseball next year. Zach Greinke's going back to the Royals. Oh, yeah. Big it's signing for the Royals, bringing back Zach Greinke. Only if he can hit. Only <laughs> he's, if he's allowed listen, to hit. Zach Greinke has nine career home runs. Nine career stolen bases. He has said he wants to get to 10 in, in each, each category. But now the universal DH is enacted, so I don't know if he's going to get to hit. But hopefully, I'm hoping the Royals have some long games. Some Their manager messes up the double switch or something at some point, even though you don't do that really with the DH. Somehow, there's got to be some pitcher hits, some pinch hit opportunities for Zach Greinke. Royals aren't going to be that good. They can let him hit every now and then, right? Just oh, yeah, yeah. Get him. Get yeah. him his 10th home run. Let him steal a base. Bring him in as a pinch runner. Like, when the game's like 13-2, to two, you know, let him come in as a pinch runner and just take off. He's got a much better chance at that. 
All right. You want to talk about the real big signing? Chris Bryant? Freddie Freeman. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Six years, 160. To the Dodgers. Boy, what a lineup. Best lineup in baseball? Doesn't it have to be at this point? So. Doesn't there's, it have to be at this point? The, the key there is that there's... You got A.J. Pollock hitting ninth. Right, there's not a bad hitter in the lineup. <laughs> like, there, there's well. not... Okay, Cody Bellinger's well. not bad. Cody Bellinger had a bad season. Had a bad season. Uh, I fully expect Cody Bellinger to not hit 180 again or whatever. Is that too high? What did he hit last year? <laughs> I think that was. I think that would have been good. I wouldn't have been. Ha- I would have been happy with 180. You would have been pumped if he yes, was hitting 180. Yes, I would have been I wouldn't have been throwing remotes. I think. So wait, where is Bellinger hitting in the lineup for you? Uh, seventh, I believe. Seventh right now. Okay. Turner eighth, Pollock ninth. I don't know. I think you got to move him up to two. I think that's the key. Uh, yeah, Trey Turner. Bellinger. Yeah, you drop Trey down. Turner out of there. Let's see. Bellinger, oh, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. 165 Ooh. is what he hit last year. Uh, so who's who's hitting last for you? A.J. Pollock. A.J. Pollock. So, all right, are you aware of what OPS Plus is? It's a fun baseball okay. stat. Basically, an average baseball hitter is 100, right? The average major leaguer is 100. So if you're over 100, you're very good. For example, Cody Bellinger was 45 last, last year. year which is horrific. That is, that is, should not be playing the sport bad. Who would you say your nine here is going to be A.J. Pollock? A.J. Pollock. Last year's OPS Plus was 137, which okay. is incredible. I mean, that is top 100 hitter in the sport. Other than Bellinger, they all have to be over 100. Oh, oh yeah, not even close. Not even close. They're all over 100. Not like Chris Taylor was your, your worst outside of Bellinger last year, and he was at 110. Okay. And so, like, in, like when you get above 110, you're talking about, like, good hitter. When you get above 120, you're talking this guy's really good. Like elite. Yeah, and then 130 is the top, usually I think maybe top Best 50 hitters. or so, top 60 or so hitters Indeed. in the game. And that was A.J. Pollock last year, 137. And he's he's potentially hitting ninth for the Dodgers this year. That's the lineup I saw. Ridiculous lineup. Because D.H. Because here's the other part. The, like, the Astros last year led baseball in runs, right? Martin Maldonado was in that lineup. He hit about what Cody Bellinger hit. Right, he was like a 160 hitter, like a 50 to 55 OPS plus guy. Right, the Dodgers conceivably, if Bellinger's not terrible, don't have that bad hitter in the lineup. Right, so it's the best lineup in baseball, and it's not going to be close because almost everybody else is going to have a guy that's like below 100 in OPS plus, and the Dodgers are well, okay. There's Bellinger the, might the Cody Bellinger asterisk. Right. If this guy, listen, if he's this bad, if he's hitting 165 again, he's not going to be in the lineup. No. He's going to get moved out. If, no. he, if he does yes. that again for another like right. half a season, right. y- at that point you have to move on the line. Like, I understand last year, hey, the guy's a former MVP. The guy's been really good. He's going to figure it out. But if if we're into June, if we're into July, and we're talking about a 165 average and a 45 OPS plus, th- there's no way you keep the guy. You, you just basically have to say, he's, all right, he's done for. Right. right? At that point, you whatever move whoever your DH is into the lineup and what do you got? Gavin Lux somewhere in the lineup. Now we're worried about the rotation. <laughs> How many starting pitchers the Dodgers got right now? Bueller, Kershaw, Urias. I don't know what's going to happen to Dustin May if he comes back. That was a bad arm injury. I don't know if he comes back with that. Um, I think a couple guys will try to get it in, to make it in spring. I, I'm a little they're going to have to score a lot of runs I think. See I'm already worried. Oh my god. They're the best lineup in baseball and I'm already they're worried. They're going to score a lot of runs. Yes. Like that's going to happen. I think. I think in reality, you don't need to be so much worried about who the five-man rotation is for the regular season. I think in reality, you need to figure out: Do you have the three, the top three starters you need for postseason play? Because that's. What, I mean, that's ultimately you need three good starters for postseason play. You can figure out the game four with a bullpen right. game or somebody who's not as good, whatever. But 
you in reality need three guys you can rely on to start games one, two, three, and games five, six, seven in the NLCS and the World and Series. And the World Series. There. I think the Dodgers have that. You're going to have you're gonna have three. If Kershaw's your number three, he'll be, he'll be good. He'll yeah. be, he's going to be an above-average pitcher this year. It's not like Kershaw's going to be bad. He's going to be an above-average pitcher. Like, sure, you might have some rough starts throughout the course of the regular season. You might have some more bullpen games than you like. But How many bullpen games last year did that weird Roberts do? <laughs> that weird Roberts had a bullpen, bullpen game every fourth day. <laughs> and still made the And playoffs. we lost Joe Kelly. Oh, he signed with the uh, White Sox. Yeah. That's lost no Joe fun, Kelly. is it? No. Man. I like Joe Kelly with that blue myth. He was a bullpen day specialist, yeah. wasn't he? Loved having him on the bullpen. I, loved, I, I liked him in the bullpen. I really did. I liked him in the bullpen. Are you also excited that um, the Japanese player, Saya Suzuki, signed with the Cubs instead of the Padres? Yes. Oh, yes. What have the Padres done this offseason? Uh, had a lot of good motorcycle riders. Uh, that's about it. I uh, saw, was it was, was it, it Kevin, Clevenger? I was going to say, was it Kevin Acey that tweeted a couple days ago that Suzuki was plan A and Nelson Cruz was plan B. Yeah, and they didn't get and either of them. They didn't get either one. They didn't get either of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. Really, really worried about those guys. They have a decent they have a decent rotation, actually. They have a decent rotation, but I, I still think hitting wise, they're not gonna be close, especially if he's out three months. Yeah, if they don't have Tatis for three months. I mean if he's months, out three months, that's and not then good. If Eric Cosmer continues to not be very good, yeah. like they're they're not I wouldn't say in huge trouble. I they're still the Padres are still the playoff level team, especially because there's now six teams from each uh, league that get in. Padres are still in good shape to be a playoff team, right? But we thought that last year, and then they ended the year as one of the worst teams in baseball. Like, what a collapse! <laughs> and you're still and, worried and about the, them. And the owner, what a collapse! Hey, if we're going to do it, we're going to fall off the end of the earth. We're going to go we're, out big. We're going to go out big. We're going to go out on fire if we're going to collapse. Uh, and you're still worried about them. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not – isn't it strange I'm not as worried about the Giants? I just have a feeling the Giants – Posey's gone. He was great last year. I just have a feeling Bryant's gone. I feel that they're going to take a step back. I mean, most I projections – Most projections have them have taking a step back. Them as the third best team. Right. Like, most projections have the Padres ahead of them. Now, to be fair, that's – most projections had the them as the third best team last year, right? Right. And they had and they the best were really, record, really good. Had the best record in the regular season. Right. So, it's – yeah, I, I think it's – fair for you to be more about the Padres. I also think you'd be more accepting of the Giants beating the Dodgers and the Padres. Which is so weird. Yeah, because the Giants-Dodgers That's is an actual one of the all-time rivalry. rivalries in baseball. Dodgers-Padres is not really a rivalry. My Dodger friends who are fans just can't get over that. I said, well, you know what? Go live in San Diego for six <laughs> months during a baseball season and see how insufferable they are for, for, for an organization who's never won anything. See, I like growing up in Mississippi, everybody's a Braves fan. Hated right. the Braves when I was, when I was growing up. But I've lived here for eight years, and I'm the Astros just lost to him, and I it, I don't hate the Braves that much anymore. Like I, it kind of faded away for me when I when I moved away. Padres it has, it has not fade. faded away yeah. at all for not you. Not the Padres; they have not <laughs> faded away. All right, coming up next, Darren Millar joins the show. That is Darren making fun of me. Everybody, he knows I'm how to not, do it. I'm not making and then fun of him. He denies it. He does it all the time, and then he denies it. I was going to talk about your shirt the whole show, and I never did. Yeah, it's a new one, right out of the wrapper. First time I ever worn it. Looks like a light bright. Yeah. Little pins. I like it. We should get out and play again. Sure. Sounds great. Yeah. We've always had fun when we played golf together. We've never played golf together. That's so why we've always had fun playing go. golf together. Never had a bad time, have we? Jared Justice. Time at noon. Thanks, uh, thanks for your great to, uh, work today, yeah, buddy. Jared Justice uh, guiding us way through. Uh, we'll be back at the VGK Insider Show later on today. <laughs> Jared's a great guy.
You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Derek got more compliments in that rejoin than we've ever given him on this show. Um, we are out here at the Westgate. Best weekend of the year. First and second rounds of the NCAA tournament. We're out here this morning and tomorrow. Games getting started at 9.15. Come on out and watch them. If not, make sure you get the Superbook Race and Sportsbook app. Right now, spend 100 bucks, you will get $100 with the Superbook Race and Sportsbook app. We're out here at the Westgate today and tomorrow. Cofield and Company going to be coming up at 1 o'clock. But joining us now is Darren Millard. Good morning, Darren. How are you? How's your bracket? Uh, so far, I haven't oh, lost a perfect. game. We are perfect at this point. Nice. Do you, you guys have a particular strategy uh, that you go with? No, it doesn't no, work. No, no strategies work. No. It's the NCAA tournament. Have... It's great. If strategies worked, it wouldn't be any fun. We'd win a lot of money. Yeah, I, I find if I start looking at every game and basing it on every game, I do poor than when I just go with rankings and, and random formulas. When you overthink the room, it's too. it's not good. Don't exactly. Don't overthink the room. Don't exactly. Room. Is it starting to fill up there? Yes, it's yeah. been. There were people. Yeah. We got here our shows at seven. Here at like six thirty, there were already people waiting to like place their bets. The sports book, what like the the counters weren't even open to take the bets yet. But yeah, it is. We're getting pretty close to where Although, this place is going to be full. We did have the one guy guy ask oh, Tyler, yes. "Does the is the NCAA tournament <laughs> today?" It's like uh, no, all these people are here to bet the Golden Knights tonight. The the streak is going to end, right, buddy? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a, if you're going to break it, it's a good team to break it against yeah. in, in, in the Florida Panthers, so so why not? It's kind of like the, the reverse. Uh-oh. Did oh, we no. lose Darren or did Darren lose us? Uh-oh. We might not be on the air. We're sitting in, we're sitting I, in a different I don't location. hear anybody. I don't hear anybody right now. <laughs> oh, hey, there's my there favorite sound. All right. I was uh, giving him time. I was hoping we'd recover. Oh, no, I love that sound very much. All right, call him back. Um, what's, what, should we blame our phones or other people? I blame Angel. Ah, it's not Angel's fault. <laughs> yeah, there's only so much Angel can do. Yeah, like I, th- I think we blame Jared here. I think that's the main the main issue here. That's fair. But we always Jared's do fault. that, so we need to find someone else. I mean, I think it's our phones because this has been happening yes. quite a bit, yes. where the calls just drop off. Yes. I mean, it could. Well, the could equipment be... is. <laughs> I mean, it's. The phone might be on the ground. Every yes, time Jared exactly. picks up the phone, it somehow it ends up on the ground. <laughs> And we are using, you know, the old corded phone that, you know. The old push dial. Right. The old push dial. That you had in your house in the 80s and 90s or something like that. That's uh, when Do you have a remote phone? Home phone? Yeah. At the house? No. Oh, okay. What? You have a home phone? No. Oh, okay. No. You Some ask people me that still like do. You, why? <laughs> I mean, what do they, they do with them? a cell phone. I don't know. I mean, they, they, uh, oh, they have that instead of a cell phone. Yeah. yeah. Are they cheaper than a cell phone? No. It depends. The way you and I use cell phones, probably. Really? I mean, He's going know. straight to voicemail. Where did Darren uh, go? Come on, Millsy. As soon as we bring up the Golden Knights losing, exactly. he hangs up on us? He's, he's got, he, now he's got to face this losing streak and tell us everything that's wrong with this team? He's afraid of answering questions. My goodness. He was hoping we were just going to talk about the NCAA tournament uh, with him. Yeah, and he actually brought up the NCAA tournament first because he didn't, want, he didn't want to go to the Golden Knights. Jeez, and there, then right? he hangs up. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, well, if he's listening, he can call us. Yeah, Darren. Yeah, come on. Call Darren. us. Do you think Darren knows? Text him the number. I don't know if he knows the number, Jerry. We've got Text goalie questions because you're about to be put in the game, Darren, because <laughs> the guys they have stink. So well, I'm, well I'm pretty sure on his cell phone, which is what I was calling, it projects the number. That doesn't help him. That does not help him at all. Um, 
he might be better than Logan Thompson I tell you and Opera Swall yeah. the last couple of games. Pete DeBoer, get in front of a puck. It's, I mean, in all seriousness, the last two games have probably been the worst goaltending in Golden Knights history. Yes. I mean, Leonard and Fleury have had bad games before, but the way they've played the last two nights has been awful. I mean, they've been a tro. I mean, what was it, four on 13 before yeah. Brassois got pulled? That's yep. ridiculously it's absurd. And Logan Thompson, I don't know that he was better when he came in. I mean, hell, they probably should have pulled him again and went back to Brassois or to Darren Millard, get him on a plane on the road trip. Maybe he can save the season for him. But, yeah, they've not been very good, not been very good at do, all. Do you think they should trade for a goalie or like Ben said yesterday, there's risk in both ways? No, they should not trade. For, they should not be uh, adding they, anything. They should be sellers. They should be if. selling. Yeah. If, Depending on what they get back. I mean, again, take Riley Smith, for example, on free agent. If you plan on re-signing Riley Smith, great. Go ahead go ahead and re-sign him right now. But if you're not planning to re-sign Riley Smith, you should go trade get him something. for yeah, go get something. whatever first-round pick. I don't know what. I don't right. know how much he'd go for. But whatever asset you can get for Riley Smith. If you're not going to re-sign him, trade oh, him. Yeah. Send yeah. him away as a rental. Get an asset back. And, I mean, treat it like when they added Tomas Tatar in year one. And they, got, they traded a first, second, and a third away for Tomas Tatar. Granted, there were more years on Tatar's deal, so a little bit more extended value. But... Go make that trade. If you can get a first, second, and third for Riley Smith, do Oh, you're taking a second. Do it. If you're not planning on re-signing. you're re not taking him back. If you're going to re-sign him, then re-sign the guy. Do it like Braden McNabb was in the same well, situation. McNabb is an unrestricted free agent, but they, they already re-signed And they've the already guy. done that. So yeah. I, don't know if they're already, I don't know if they're thinking they're re-signing Riley. They already did McNabb. They are ones to do these extensions mid-season. Yes. They've they done do that, that a lot. A lot. Oh, they yeah. do that a lot. So trade Riley Smith or re-sign him. And the same is true for uh, Matias Yanmark, who is also an unrestricted free agent. See a UFA? Yeah. You're you not get as much for him. Yeah, not getting as much as you would get for Riley Smith, but make make that type of move. I mean, th this is this trade deadline, which, by the way, is next week, this trade deadline should not be about this season. This trade deadline should right. be about right. next season right. and the future because this season's team – is not really doing anything. Like, that. this season's team is, like, 50-50 to make the playoffs at this point, right? Like, that's that's the reality of the Golden Knights because they haven't been healthy and because they've been playing horrific for the last – I mean, you go 0-5-0 on a road trip, that's as bad as it gets. So – Did you see the petition people put out? Yeah. Why do why, – why is that so know. popular? The petition to fire Pete DeBoer. Yeah. Like, why does that become so popular among sports fans when it's like, we're going we're gonna to sign this petition – Change.org petition to fire <laughs> Pete DeBoer. Or, like, it happens with UNL. UNLV fans did it with Hey Reb. Change.org yes. petition, bring back Hey Reb. Like, what do they think's going to happen? <laughs> we signed a petition. We sent it to Bill Foley. Oh, Bill Foley's like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, no, not the Change.org people. I better pay attention to this. 211 people signed this to fire wow. Pete DeBoer. We better do it. I, like, uh, I don't get it. I think a lot of it also is this is in its kind of funny in a way. Someone said it to me yesterday. It's like, yeah. Vegas, welcome to sports. Like, welcome to pro sports. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, this is the first, really the first time yeah. you could say they haven't been any good. Yeah. And this is the reaction you get. Yeah. Weird petitions. People want everyone blown out. And, you know, it's just this. I love the reaction when you've never been through this. And, and you and I said it in the past. It was eventually going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen this year because you couldn't predict all the injuries, right? Right. But eventually, they weren't going to be the best team. Yes. We have He's, Darren. I was going to say, I think we have Darren. I yeah. hear a phone cackling. Hey, Darren, how are you? It, 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 sorry about that. Uh, I'll explain later. Uh, the, uh, no, you won't. Th that petition. No, no, I will. It's, uh, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, Ed will understand. Tell us right now. Kids. Hold on. Don't, uh, don't talk about the petition. So, Tell us right now. My, uh, so my 
oldest uh, wants me to use her phone case, so she put my, my phone in her phone case uh, at some point and didn't plug my phone in. Uh, so my phone died. Kids. Kids. Yeah, that kids. is funny. Uh, no, add, it, add it to my list of more reasons to not have kids. <laughs> Children. I yeah. can't, Your phone. I, I don't need it anymore, kids. but we'll, we'll keep kids. adding to the list. How silly it, is that petition? It, 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 it's well, it's ridiculous. Yes. Silly. What, on, on so many levels, like you've got half your lineup, half your power play, and you're starting goalie out. Um, you're going to struggle, and it's going to be a battle. Uh, I, uh, it's, it's three bonus rounds of the playoffs with 21 games to go going into Winnipeg game. That's what I'm looking at, it, uh, and, and, and trying to have some, some fun with it and go back to the roots and have a chip on the shoulder. But, uh, yeah, you, uh, uh, I think Gary Lawless said it best earlier this week, that uh, you're, you're a fan if you're, you're in for the good and you're in for the bad. Part of being uh, a fan of uh, a professional sports team where you're, you're up and down, but uh, this is uh, the petition is is goofy. Uh, if 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 uh, I don't even give it any credence uh, because it's so so out there. Because of this phone case uh, mistake by you, we only really have time for like one real question. So I'll I apologize. Are they going to make the playoffs? It's I don't know. That's the best answer I can give you. I could I could uh, spin it one way and and tell you it should be okay. Uh, they their their best way in is probably going to be through the Pacific and and try to beat out Edmonton or Los Angeles and and get in through through there. But um, this team has overcome like what they did in year one was was beyond expectations. Uh, they get a couple of healthy bodies back. Uh, I, I don't put it past them, but uh, they're, they're going to have to uh, come up with some uh, some pretty big performances uh, to ensure that that happens. If not, it's going to go down to that last week, which is a, which is a difficult week. Well, let me ask you this, and if you can answer it quickly, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, should they be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? Uh, I don't know whether the – it depends on their, their health. Like I, I can't even answer that because – uh, I don't know what the injuries are, and if the injuries are really significant, then you're buying because you've got some salary cap space. If they're middle of the road injuries and they could be back in a couple of weeks, then then you're probably standing pat. I don't think they're selling. I okay. don't think they're selling. Okay. Yes or no? Very very quickly. Yes or no? If you were the goalie tonight, would you would you be better than four goals on <laughs> sixteen shots? Uh, n- no, not me. <laughs> All right. Last one. Who's your final four? Uh, I'm going Baylor, Gonzaga, uh, Carolina, uh, Carolina. can't remember the other one. Carolina? Yeah. Third, the, sorry, Duke. Okay. Duke. Duke, okay. Wait, what? What? They're in the same region as Gonzaga. This is the yeah, worst I was, final I was four making that up. I was making that up on the fly, okay? Unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. You know, I didn't memorize my bracket. Well, I didn't memorize it. All right, get out of here. Go watch some hockey or something. D- don't don't talk to us about basketball anymore. You're bad. Hey, you guys, you guys, I, I, I look forward to this every week, and just, <laughs> just I just want you guys to know how much you guys mean to me. I don't like people saying nice things to me. Bye, Dan. <laughs> I do. Thanks. <laughs> See ya. I have very little people who say nice things to me, so when someone says something nice, I'm very excited about it. I, Darren Millard. I played as rejoins. Yeah, look yeah. at you. Will you play rejoins where he says nice things to you. No, the whole uh, Jared's a great Jared's a great guy. That that was off the cuff. I didn't. Uh, I was. I was. I was like, oh, that's nice. I mean, I'm aware they did it naturally on where whatever show they were doing at the time. I'm just saying you played it on our show to, I don't know, try to highlight that somebody thinks you do a good job around here. I know. All right.
coming up next. I have no idea, but we're at the Westgate. We're going to peel back, but I'm not going to be rushed in based on a season schedule. I'm going to do this right for the people of the city, and I'm not focusing on one individual. I'm focusing on $9 million. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. Does that 6-1 loss to the goals mean the guy behind Dylan Ferguson isn't very good either? Probably not. Are there any good goalies in this this organization? I think there's one, and he's on crutches somewhere, (laughs) and that's it. Uh, We are at the Westgate. Uh, Come on down and watch the first round of the NCAA tournament. It is getting underway very, very soon. 9-15 is the first game, Colorado State and Michigan. So get down here. This place has nearly filled up. Nice long line to put your bets in to go bet on the NCAA tournament or get the Superbook Race and Sportsbook app where right now spend 100 bucks and you get $100. So come on out to the Westgate at the Superbook. They got a sold-out theater for Hoop Central for Thursday and Friday. There are tickets still available for Saturday starting at 50 bucks. So the Westgate will be here tomorrow as well. Cofield and Company on at 1 o'clock today, special early edition of Cofield and Company. Um, First off, I have a question for you. It's also St. Patrick's Day. There's a lot of green here. I've seen a few people in, like, jerseys. That's like a, you know, a St. Louis Cardinals jersey, but it's green, right? I saw somebody in, like, a Chicago Bears polo, but it was bright green. Like a VGK green. Do people buy St. Patrick's Day-themed gear of their favorite team and then only wear it once a year? I don't think so. I think they buy it during the year for whatever reason and then wear it on St. Patrick's Day. You'll notice Right, that, but do they uh, wear it any other day of the year? Oh. I mean, maybe. I see VGK green jerseys around, and they're not. It's not St. Patrick's okay. Day. Okay. Um, you'll notice that real Irish, we don't do this don't do this. Real Irish, yeah, we, we, don't. Don't, we don't do this nonsense. <laughs> it's really, you go to Ireland right now. Well, they're drinking because they always drink. I mean, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the, day, the day ends in Y, so they're drinking. Uh, but... It would not be because my daughter's living in uh, living in London right now, and said he brought her one of her best friends is Irish from Ireland, and the girl laughed when she said, "Do you celebrate St. Patrick's?" Day? Like, no, that's Americans. <laughs> that's the of, weekend Irish. Yeah, exactly. That's a bunch of weird <laughs> Americans. So St. Patrick's Day, NCAA tournament, good day. I'm gonna. You got like a few minutes here before you can uh, before your brackets are finalized here. I'm going to give you some details here, see if it makes you change anything really okay, quick. Hold on. Right? Let, me, let me get to my bracket. I don't, I, I don't need you. To, you don't need to do it. I'm just going to see if you're at all interested in this. Okay. So this is Bart Torvik, which is an efficiency metric, very similar right. to Ken Palm, efficiency metric in college basketball. The good thing about Bart Torvik is you can sort by dates. So Ken Palm just gives you the whole season. But Bart Torvik, you can go in and say, okay, from this date to this date, how good was this team? So since the start of February – Right. Start of February, most teams have played between 10 and 15 games. Since the start of February, the best team in the country has been Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Still number one. The second best team in the country since the start of February, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Okay. Number three, the Kansas Jayhawks. Right. That is Chuck. a potential Sweet 16 matchup right there of Iowa and Kansas. Number four, Tennessee. Okay. Uh. The fifth best team since the start of February, Texas Tech. Yeah. Number six, and this is the fun one to me, the Memphis Tigers. Uh. That is Gonzaga's potential second-round matchup. Boise State could beat Memphis, obviously, and and ruin that. But there is a chance that Gonzaga's second-round matchup 
is the sixth best team in the country over the last month and a half of the season. That's not very fair for a Gonzaga advancing on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you made any changes based on what I've told you? In the last six seconds? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Um, some other interesting teams for you. Baylor comes in at ninth. Most of those games played without L.J. Cryer, so they've still been a very good team despite not having L.J. Cryer. UCLA, the team we both have them losing to, comes in at 10th. Right. So right there, right next to each other. Uh, St. Mary's at 11. So St. Mary's plays UCLA. That's a loaded, uh, you, not even region, that's half of a region that uh, Baylor, UCLA, and St. Mary's. Oh, what'd you do? St. Mary's over Indiana. Oh, you had them losing to Indiana. Yes. Okay, there you go. Um, Arizona only 12, Kentucky only 14, Auburn only 15, Villanova only 17. A lot of one and two seeds have not been great to end the season here. Um, and also to give you this, on the first game, Michigan, Colorado State. Since February, Michigan 28th best team in the country, Colorado State 30th. So basically the same team right there uh, should be a close matchup. San Diego State right in between them at 29. So I've got them go. winning the game. Do you? San Diego State? I've got them. They are the only Mountain West team I have winning a game. Winning one game. Yeah. I've got Boise losing to Memphis and Colorado, uh, State, Colorado State losing, losing to, Michigan. to Michigan. That's it. And I don't fill out two brackets, so I'm not hedging my bets, Ed. It's all on one <laughs> bracket. Fill out your Everything second one, Jared. We're waiting for you. <laughs>